Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I'm Marcy Jacobs-Zaranchik, and today we're studying Masachat Shabbat, Daf Kuf Lamed, Tractate Shabbat, page 130. The final Mishnah of chapter 18, a couple of Dapim before our Daf, states that all the needs of Milah, circumcision, and here we refer to Brit Milah, the mitzvah to circumcise newborn Jewish males on the eighth day of life, can be dealt with on Shabbat. Brit Milah and all its attendant needs override the restrictions of Shabbat. This portion of the Mishnah gets no discussion in the Gemara of chapter 18. And chapter 19, on our daf, begins by fleshing out the specifics of what it means to prepare for Brit Milah. In the course of the discussion about Brit Milah, we gain some fascinating insights about trust within the community and tolerance for different practices. These ideas are interwoven throughout the discussion, so it bears looking at sections of the Gemara to get at the principles that lie underneath. The Mishnah describes one particular way we may transgress Shabbat in the performance of the mitzvah of circumcision. We may bring the scalpel to perform the circumcision, carrying it in public, an act which would otherwise be forbidden on Shabbat. Rabbi Eliezer specifies in the Mishnah that it must be carried out in the open so that all who pass can see. The Gemara wonders about this specific instruction, asking why it must be carried out in the open. Is it because of the preciousness of this mitzvah, or is it because of suspicion? Let's look more closely at these two options, the preciousness and love for the mitzvah. In a Shabbat-observant community, seeing someone carry a scalpel on the street would likely be a little shocking. But if we're doing it out of love, it's as though we're announcing the mitzvah and the celebration of welcoming this new child into the covenant with joy and fanfare. Look at me, the scalpel seems to call out. I'm going to do a bris. And even though it's Shabbat, this mitzvah takes precedence. Then we have the option of suspicion. This is a little bit more complicated. In a community community that observes Shabbat, Ideally, we hope that all maintain Shabbat's prescriptions and restrictions out of a sense of devotion and commitment. In reality, we know that there can be a certain amount of social coercion that helps maintain communal norms. It's normal to have an evolving and fluctuating relationship with our practices. Some who are struggling may even experiment with testing those norms, but are likely to do so in a way that doesn't draw too much attention. Even those who have already already decided to live outside the norms of the community may hide that fact when in public settings. In a more modern context, it's relatively common to hear about people who attend Orthodox synagogues driving to Shul on Shabbat, but parking a few blocks away so that no one will see them get in or out of their car. In our own communities, how comfortable are we discussing practices or behaviors we may see as divergent 
or even unacceptable in the eyes of our peers and rabbis. The Gemara considers these ideas when questioning if it's because of suspicion that Rabbi Eliezer requires the scalpel to be carried in the open. If it's not hidden, it's not possible to question the motives of the carrier, and we have no choice but to trust that the scalpel is for the purpose of fulfilling a mitzvah. Fortunately, it's decided that we carry the scalpel in the open out of love for the mitzvah. But the daf goes on to discuss non-normative practices, this time with a more positive eye. In the Mishnah, Rabbi Eliezer teaches something bold. It's even permissible on Shabbat to cut down trees, to build a fire, to smelt the metal, to make a scalpel for a circumcision. This is a wide circle of permission, associated in the Gemara's discussion with another non-normative practice. Tanu Rabbanan, our sages teach. In Rabbi Eliezer's place, they would cut down trees to make coals to forge a scalpel on Shabbat. In Rabbi Yossi Haglili's place, they would eat poultry with dairy. We see from this baraita that these two practices, doing all sorts of melachot, forbidden labors to make a scalpel for a bris, and mixing milk and fowl as opposed to other meat, are in sketchy halachic territory at best. We then hear the story of Levi, who visited the home of Yosef the Fowler, where they served him peacock in cream sauce. While he didn't eat it, he also didn't object. When Levi came before Rebbe, Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi, the head of the Jewish community, Rebbe questioned why he didn't seek to punish Yosef for his rebellious behavior. Levi replied with the benefit of the doubt, suggesting that perhaps in his town, they followed the teaching of Rabbi Yossi Haglili. In our time, halachic discourse has evolved, although I question that word choice, to the point that such diversity of practice is no longer valued in the same way. In the conservative movement, our Committee of Jewish Law and Standards will often endorse even contradictory opinions on a given question. For example, it's equally as valid in the eyes of our halachic decision makers to view only cheese with kosher supervision as acceptable, as it is to allow domestic cheeses not directly under kosher supervision. But this kind of pluralism in our world yields consternation as often, if not more so, than it does praise for its inherent openness and mul- openness to multiple norms. In the time of the Talmud, however, there was more wiggle room, and seemingly more tolerance. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.